How do you change corporate behavior on a massive scale? Give it a massive problem. With the realities of climate change looming large, we need to transition to a low carbon economy. Canada's investment practices are having a direct influence on that transition and on our ability to adopt new technologies quickly to fight climate change. Using the influence of major investors and investment strategies to make this transition happen is called sustainable finance. And Canada has a big opportunity to be a leader here. But we're not there yet. Sustainable finance is still in its infancy in Canada. Why? Because actions need evidence. We need regular disclosure, quality data, and a framework to make that happen. And everyone from governments and businesses to professional associations has a role to play. I'm Kira Johnston, and this is the Leadership Perspective Series from the Conference Board of Canada. Each episode, we sit down with an expert to discuss an issue that's affecting the lives of Canadians. With me today is Roger Francis, Director of Sustainability at the Conference Board. We're going to talk about Canada's chance to lead the world in sustainable finance. I'd like to say welcome, Roger. I appreciate you joining us for today's episode. Nice to be here, Kira. You mentioned at the beginning of your issue briefing that Canada's in a unique position to be a leader in sustainable finance, a deal maker, not just a deal taker. What is it about our economy that gives us that advantage? The advantage is we're a natural resource heavy economy. And that for me is an opportunity to demonstrate to the world and to the finance industry, broadly speaking, how to make a resource economy like Canada with strong environmental, social, and governance dependence and requirements, and how do we actually integrate those effectively into financial industry requirements and have truly have that effectiveness recognized? That's, that's the potential that we could live up to. When you say ESG, why is that important? ESG, again, stands for Environmental, Social, and Governance Factors. This is critical because this is what people, not just investors and not just the general public, but governments and every other aspect of community are now expecting. The reality is right now, globally, governments are incorporating ESG into recovery plans. Businesses are putting ESG into recovery plans. And it's the right thing to do. If, if there's an easy way to say, what is ESG? It's the right thing to do when it comes to the environment, when it comes to communities, and when it comes to growing your business. Why aren't more issuers disclosing how they're approaching sustainable finance? It's hard. I mean, it's, it's one of the hardest things to actually do because it's not just numbers. It's not just metrics that you can put in place and just start gathering a bunch of numbers and issuing those numbers out to the markets. It's systems that need to be embedded right within business processes and within business planning. If anything, it's, it has to be embedded in the DNA of an organization. And that takes time. It's business, but it's also cultural. And that's the difficult part. And I think there's two challenges there that need to be looked at as well, because in defense of, say, the energy system and a lot of energy companies for not being as forthright with disclosure, in their defense, there's way too many reporting systems out there. ESG and reporting systems for disclosure need to consolidate. That started to happen with the Task Force on Climate-Related Disclosure, which is only now a little over two years old. We're starting to see 
that becoming the consolidated area. As we recently saw, for example, with the federal government's recent announcement on the uh, program to support large industries, that's now linked to disclosure. And that's now linked as a requirement. So I think that's a critical part of disclosure of, of why more people aren't doing it. And I think a second part I want to make too is that Canada's energy sector on a global scale, on the capital exchanges, despite us seeing big names, it's actually pretty small. It's really made up of a lot of small and mid-cap companies. And it's those companies who struggle with disclosure because they don't have the HR, they don't have the systems, they don't have the internal controls to get that done. So that's really challenging for them. Can Canada's financial community take the lead on sustainable finance without waiting for government intervention? Yeah, absolutely. And they, and they should, and they can, and they are. I mean, they shouldn't wait for government at all. The The expert panel on sustainable finance really proved that, you know, a small, dedicated group of committed players can produce actionable recommendations in a very timely manner. And that's making change. That's already making change throughout the industry. Everyone from asset managers to asset owners to issuers to associations like the Toronto Finance International to the Responsible Investment Association and even the Canadian Standards Association are all currently involved in assessing and implementing new Canadian-made solutions to disclosure. And what would it take for Canada's energy sector to positively impact sustainable finance? This boils down to what we said in our briefing. There's two critical gaps right now, and one is around data, and one is around the disclosure, which we touched on, I'll come back to again. When it comes to data, there's two parts to data. In the expert panel report, they called for a Canadian Center for Climate Information and Analytics, and we still don't have that. So there's still no authoritative source of climate-related data that can really help with decision analysis in this country. The second part of data is like emissions data. It's two years old by the time it's actually published. That doesn't help. But the energy sector, for an example, it verifies data in real time on emissions and environmental factors. So we need some platform, we need AI or we need blockchain that connects this common shared platform with government organizations and corporations so that everybody can access that data. Now, the second part of it, we've already touched on a little bit, disclosure is a problem. Small, medium and large cap companies all need to up the ante. They all need to disclose, they all need to get that done. And I think the energy industry needs to almost push to have the complete industry start disclosing on a regular basis. Can you tell me about some of the projects your team is working on around sustainability and the energy sector? Sure can. In the energy sector and the energy system in Canada, we're actually looking at an indicator platform, a bespoke indicator platform for Canada. And this platform will basically track and monitor as Canada moves towards becoming and transitioning to a clean energy growth economy. That's a big one. We're also looking at other clean energy options. We're tracking LNG, hydrogen, small modular reactors, looking at microgrid development for electricity. We are also looking at how do you adapt sustainable finance tools to all of those specific areas. Urban transformation and mobility is a big one as well, especially post-COVID. I mean, how do we get transit back on the track to reduce emissions and be a part of that? And finally, the circular economy. Recycling is a good thing, but a circular economy gets waste out of the system altogether. So there's interest in us for doing that moving forward as well, especially in the plastics economy in Canada. That's great. Thank you so much for joining us today, Roger. Yeah, pleasure. Thanks, Kira. 
For everyone listening, you can find the issue briefing A Chance to Lead Overcoming Barriers to Sustainable Finance at conferenceboard.ca. Check out the episode description for the link. You've been listening to the Leadership Perspective Series by the Conference Board of Canada, hosted by Kier Johnston and written by Sarah Mells. This series is produced by Jen Duhamel, Nancy Nguyen is our audio engineer, and our executive producer is Michael Bassett. Ideas were also contributed by Rob Collins and Aaron Brophy. For more podcasts, videos, commentary, and ideas, visit conferenceboard.ca.